0: <laughs>
1: i to have some fun broadcasting from the business Woohoo! capital of the world this is the podcast business news network we are ready to have some fun with our coach, our friend, Woo-hoo! yeah, Randy Swain, again, coaching here for Relevance. Uh, he's joining us live on the podcast and Zoomcast uh, once again. Again, Marshall Goldsmith certified executive coach, uh, founder of his own coaching company, and again, he's based out of Dallas, Fort Worth, works with a lot of pilots, but uh, not yes, only indeed. pilots. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's got a great company that works with so many executives and companies around the world. He's a public speaker. He's an author. He's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, please say hello to our guests today who are listening. Thank you, guys.
0: Hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, ready? So I am here. Honored to be here and honored to work with Jill again. So yeah, that's uh, great to be here. Well, thank you for the comments.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, you've been a coach for quite some time. No need to get to the full background. We've talked before. But for new listeners today, we just got to give a quick overview, a little bit about yourself, how we can reach you. Okay. And then we'll go for today's topic. I'm sure we got some good stuff going.
0: You bet. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's uh, that today's topic is actually aligned with anybody in a today's environment. So that'll be good. But yeah, Randy Swain, uh, like you said, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, certified executive coach, coaching for relevance is my company. My background in about 37 seconds uh, has been uh, in aviation. I know what it's like to live your dream, because when I graduated uh uh, from college, I wanted to fly the F-4 Phantom and Lear, a Learjet. So i and I've gotten a chance to do both of those. So a lot of it's been military aviation. And for the last 20, basically about 24 years now, I've been, um, uh, training and, and, and mentoring pilots and certifying jet pilots and stuff. So it's been, um, a lot of what I've learned. And you'll see this in the, uh, documentary when it gets posted, which sounds like it's probably going to be published around summer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and I've also got an autobiography that's probably going to be published uh, around uh, June, and so uh, uh, all of that will bring into count about how my journey has really brought out a leadership aspect of it, which is a lot of misunderstood in today's society, in today's world. So um, so yeah, it's that's my passion, and I my my real vision is to bring freedom to potential and all those across my path. And uh, when you put it in pilot language, it's uh, (laughs) helping people to overcome the gravitational forces that are holding them back. So, (laughs) so that's what, that's what I do.
1: Thank you so much for being here. And if we want to reach out to you directly, just share your contact information again.
0: Yeah, you can, you can actually go to my website, coachingforrelevance.com. It's an F-O-R relevance.com. And at the bottom of the homepage. it has my cell phone number and my uh uh email the email is Randy at coaching for the number four relevance dot com and uh and in fact I'll encourage anybody that interested not a sales thing at all as you know I don't do cold calls so uh, I don't do sales calls or anything like that if somebody has a need yeah we'll set something up but uh, I try to build relationships and Beautiful. stuff but uh on my website uh they're actually Uh, uh, modifying my website and kind of recreating it where it's kind of focused on the executive coaching, also rising stars for youth, and also uh, public speaking uh, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So anybody that would like to check out my website, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot, it, it, there's a lot of aspects about it that look different, and uh, but it's very positive and uh, and all that. So, no, nothing to reach out and follow you up and say, Okay, I saw you connected kind of like It's not none of that going on. So, but yeah, it's uh, Randy at coachingforrelevance.com, and uh, it also has my cell phone number on there, so you can uh, give me a call. Like I said, you won't get sales calls from me because my goal is to build relationships. And uh, if somebody has a need, yeah, we'll come up with the the thing to address their need, so.
1: Well, thank you so much. All right, so we are here again um, and let's start. What did you want to dive in today? Did you have a question? Well, to start? No,
0: a, no. actually what course, I do is I, I, <laughs> like, I, share, I share a very close, uh, a very recent analogous uh, story which highlights some of what we've been talking about, about how we have spent on all of our meetings. We've talked about truly leading people, and, uh, you know, organizational maneuverability is a concept that is, uh, trademarked for me out of Washington. Um, and, uh, and it's the idea of taking pilot lessons and applying them to leading teams in an unpredictable changing environment. And, uh, this is a good picture of sort of the need of that. So I'll share the story and I'll kind of point out some of kind of what I shared with the guy and, um, and then, uh, it may generate some thoughts or questions uh, uh, from you, and uh, we can uh, continue and expand on it uh, as we need to. So that's, uh, but it's, a, but it's a good insight and it's a good analogous picture of true leadership. And um, what it was, I'll just go ahead and share the story with you very quickly, and you'll see this is sort of aligned with some of the things we've talked about before that were different, you know, different concepts and everything. But uh, very recently, uh, uh, and by very recently, I mean very recently kind of thing, I was actually working with a uh, pilot, and uh, I won't tell you any names or any you know organizational names or anything like that, but I'm on their certificate as an examiner to conduct check rides for their pilots and things of that nature, and, um, and I was giving a check ride to two of them, and one of them uh, told me even before the day of the exam of, of the evaluation and stuff, uh, uh, told me that he had actually requested me because he had experienced the difference in how I bring things. It's actually a little bit more challenging because it makes people process and think. And I, in the neuroscience aspect, I think, Joe, uh, you've actually heard me uh, say this too—that it's not about just going back to comfort zones, but do you really get your people processing in their brain and and seeing those real results for that situation? And um, and he had experienced that before, so he requested that I be the one that worked with him uh, this day. And in the process of uh, uh, doing that, what was interesting is that uh, he said that for the for his particular organization, he was on the journey of becoming a fellow company check evaluator you know kind of thing for them just so that when they came uh to our organization if there was some you know manpower thing or scheduling thing that was challenging you know he could maybe come do it kind of thing Uh, but he could also work with his people on a day-to-day basis kind of thing and um and so in the process of that, when I was asking them some questions, you could tell that the knowledge was there, but and, I, and for the listeners that are listening, uh, you've probably seen people do this react to you or other people as well, because I would ask questions and you could see that their brain they could get to the answers, but their brain would be going all over the place to think, okay, well, let's see in this context, what, what, how would that be? You know what, in this context, you know, kind of what is that, you know, you know, that kind of thing. And when the brain goes crazy like that, mm-hmm. it brings your brain off of the actual concept that you're addressing sometimes. And um and it's very interesting, like I said, you could see the evidence that the that the basic satisfactory level was there, but all of that aspect of over processing was distracting and getting in the way and it was interesting because they they did very well, you know kind of thing didn't didn't have to you know fail them or anything like that uh on the the evaluation and stuff but as we were debriefing one of the things that I kind of shared with them, I kind of emphasized this aspect about you're processing. And, and I, one of the things that I shared with him is I said, now you're on a roll because you're going to become kind of a, uh, a local evaluator for the company back home. Yeah. And I said, there's some aspects about this that you're going to have to get very com- comfortable with. And one of the oh, things yeah. was I was talking about this aspect of looking at the real operational aspect of the factoids instead of just going with rote academic factoids getting a real census of what the operational perspective is on that so that it can guide my decision-making in various situations to be successful. And, and it was, and, and he was very appreciative of that. And then one, and one of the things that I also told him, uh, and, and, and I will share this that just very quickly, he said that, um, his company is wanting to, you know, his uh, flight operations. Uh, the chief pilot and the leaders are wanting to sort of go in the direction that I was talking about. And I said, I know that because I know the, <laughs> I know the leaders very well and stuff. And he said, um, he said, but you know what? We've we've uh, got some new. We got a uh, um, uh, online, you know, training process kind of thing where we go each year to get the sort of the, what would be the ground school training part of it mm-hmm. and yet like is so often in computerized things like that it just goes over road aspects there's not the real operational perspective of it all and 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 he was saying that his uh chief pilot was wanting to talk with the the faa you know people that are over their department and everything and they said they didn't really wanna change what they're doing. And one of the things that I shared with them, and it was a leadership perspective, I said, you don't have to change how that's doing, but particularly I said, in, with the role that you are moving toward, you have to get a sense for how you're going to lead it and model it in such a way that when people get the factoids, they then put it into an operational perspective. You know? And it's like, okay, at what point would this decision be right? At what point might this decision be right? You know, that kind of thing. And I said, one of the things that, in one of my debriefing comments to him, just as we were just, you know, sharing kind of thing, I said, with you moving into this role as a leader, and, you know, I told him, I said, yes, I'm bringing some of my executive mm-hmm. coach awareness to it also, but I said... One of the things you're going to have to kind of be thinking about is how you're going to model that for your people. Because here's the deal. If your people experience the true benefit of Mm -hmm. it just because of their experiencing of the difference, you know what? They'll go there without you having to point fingers. And like I say, you know, the the management in today's world tends to just write out the laws and rules and say, you got to do this. you got to do this. Leadership doesn't necessarily do that. Leadership connects with people in such a way that they want to be a part of what right, you're doing. And 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 it was kind of interesting because he totally appreciated that. And in fact, one of the things that he said is here in about a month or uh, two, as he kind of goes down this journey, he wants to get on a Zoom call because I, I told him, I said, if you want to just have a Zoom chat sometime or maybe one every now and then or something, if you want to, we can do that. And I said, I got my own Zoom room. And he said, uh, he said, you know what, as I start down this road, he said, yeah, we'll do that just every now and then and just have a chat. And I said, well, sounds good. And But it was interesting because I said, if you move into this role, which they're obviously wanting to kind of move him in that yeah. direction, I said, it's not just about telling people stuff. It's not just about this. And But one of the real responsibilities of a leader is to model. Mm-hmm the value, model the realism, not be arrogant because I know this and you don't. No, that's not it. But to be able to model that operational perspective in neuroscience to model the value of when your brain is actually processing the, the application of the information and how it works best for the team, the two pilots that are working together as a crew, yep. uh, things like that. And when you're talking about your leadership team. uh, People that are leading their team at work, that's very applicable as well. Because you know what, it's uh, uh, to what extent are you just doing rote factoids? To what extent are you getting in the way because you're not leading that operational perspective? And one of the things that I shared with him was I said, you know, you don't have to change the overall direction that is approved for your operation so you don't have to go to the faa and approve that now if you wanted to change all the questions and change how you did it yeah they'd have to approve that but what i said is what we're talking about is you leading and creating a culture within your flight department that takes the knowledge that you have and applies it to everyday flight dynamics
1: True.
0: and to, to that decision making and you know when you're talking about you know people that may be listening to this today and you're talking about leading your team. To what extent are you just kind of sitting back here saying you're supposed to do this? Or to what extent are you truly modeling something for them where you can ask the right questions? And they go, oh, wow, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And they catch those insights and they get to the point where they grow to where they catch those insights on their own so that you know what, when the situation is not exactly the same, they can make the right decision. And what's interesting is, and and you see this sometimes in in, in pilots and stuff, but you also see this around our industries and stuff. So often people are so spring-loaded to just a rote academic thing that and, you know, when, when the situation does not fit a rote expected application, you know, academic, you know, model or a or, or situation, they tend to blame it
1: yeah.
0: on something else. It, well, it should have been like this. Guess what? It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, and can your team truly make decisions that reach radical results in a challenging environment like that and it's and uh, but it was interesting, I just shared the story because it's a good analogous picture of what we're talking about with this when you're talking about uh, truly generating the percepting, the processing in your frontal lobe, so that you're really assessing the true nature of this situation. And you get a sense for when this is exactly the right decision or when this is and why. And can you make it successful? And, and and to do that at the point of attack, because sometimes there's not a lot of time allowed in a given situation. So guess what? A lot of that happens before you ever get there. A lot of that processing happens before you get there. So, you know, part of it is when you're talking about modeling your team for that, it's modeling that co- those conversations that are maybe six months prior to needing that one little piece you know, kind of thing. And are you really building that in because of the conversations that you're facilitating within your, your, your team to, to get them in that processing mode,
1: to get moving, to be more productive. To get, to... That's right.
0: And proactive. That's, yeah. Ooh, I like yeah. That. Yeah. And that, and that's key when you're talking about leading teams, you know, proactivity is everything. It's not, if you just wait until something happens, guess what? You may not have a choice. You know, kind of thing. But because a lot of times, whether it's in flying and piloting or leading your team in a business environment, a lot of times it's, you know, if you wait until 10 seconds before you have to act, guess what? There's not enough time. But you know what? If they've gotten a sense in their mind because their processing has taken place, you know, well before that and they get a sense of at what point does it cross a line where this might have to be done and how would I know that that decision is right? You know, kind of thing it, when they have some of those kind of conversations along, and a lot of those are just conversations that you're having with your team over coffee, you know, at Starbucks or something, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it, uh, uh a lot of those don't happen just, at the point of attack or whatever it's a lot of those kind of conversations sort of happening and you know what when you're leading and modeling it well you'll know how great you're doing when you notice that your team is having some of those conversations with themselves even when you're not there mm-hmm. it, you you've 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 modeled it and you've modeled the value of it and so all of those are sort of aspects with this but i found it interesting that this guy uh, like i said he's he uh, when he first got there, he requested that he wanted to work with me while he was there kind of thing uh, for his you know training and, and all that and and everything. And uh, and, and I definitely know why. And yeah. he uh, but uh, but it is sort of interesting, just some of the chats that we had afterwards. I said, as you go down this road, you're not going to be just a pilot. You're going to be bigger than that. You're going to be more than that. And you're going to be a leader yeah. in your team. And, you know, there's some things that you got to think about. And what was really cool, like I said, is as he goes down this road, he actually asked me, he said uh, that because I offered him, I said, you know what, if you want to just get on a, you know, not not from me and my company so much, but but just as two pilots as two colleagues kind of thing if you want to get on a couple of zoom calls every now and then hey, let me might know as well yeah 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 and he was very appreciative of that in fact he said i definitely want to do that because he's experiencing the difference you know with that and it's uh but you know when you're leading your team that's a critical part of what you want It's not just about telling them what to do. It's not just about going to rote academic facts and then blaming it on everything else in the universe if it doesn't do just that. It's, are they ready in a very challenging situation that may even be, you know, life threatening sometimes? Mm -hmm. Uh, Can they make that decision on the spot? And um, very often it's leading that coaching facilitative style and leading it so that their neuroscience processing takes it back. And even before they get there, they have a little bit of a picture Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of when this would be right or this would be right. And you know what? Sometimes there might be one thing in the scenario that develops that might be a little bit different. But here's the thing. If they've given some of that processing together ahead of time, then they'll be able to process quickly and make the right decision based on whatever little segments have changed and and that's what you want in your team particularly in a rapidly changing unpredictable environment and uh, and it's and it's something that has to be done very often even when you're not there and uh, so I, I, that's one thing that I shared with him I said this is a, the leadership aspect and the facilitative team development and cultural creation aspect that you're going to want to be working on as you go forward and it's something that uh that when you're leading a team in any area uh it's something you got to be thinking about for sure
1: yeah well remind everyone uh who are we contact you we're way over halfway we usually stop to talk uh um, yeah. tell us more about however can reach you
0: Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we can, uh, uh, if, if you need to take a commercial, we can too, but I know, I know it's getting close to the end, but yep. yeah, it's uh for it. coaching for, coaching for relevance, uh, is the website. I, I applaud anybody that would like to go there and just check it out. It has a little bit more of my background story on there. Uh, but it, uh, like I said, it does highlight the three big areas that we're going into with the, uh, uh, with the, uh, 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 you know, speaking the the public speaking, the uh, coaching, and the rising stars, and um, and uh, at the bottom of it, like I say, it's Randy at CoachingForRelevance dot com, and the four is the number four, and um, and it also has my cell phone down there. If somebody does call me on the cell phone, leave a leave a um, a, a number. Uh, or I'll leave a voicemail because if I don't recognize the number, I don't usually ask it. I, you know, answer it. I let it go to voicemail just to kind of find out who it is, kind of we thing. Do not.
1: I know. I don't like That's like private phone. I hate private phone calls. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's one of those. It's like potluck picking one up. And then usually it's like, uh, you waste your time because it's a telemarketer. I mean, maybe it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably quiet, yeah. but to me, I'm like, ah, it's a telemarketer. Um, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you'd be surprised at how many spam calls I get. But yeah. And so, so if somebody does, they can just kind of leave a message message. And if it's somebody that kind of saw me here or something, I'll be glad to set up a time to call them back, you know, and stuff and, and, uh, and chat and everything. And like I said, I'm not somebody that gives you a lot of uh, cold sales pitches. That's not what I'm about. I'm about uh, building relationships. And, and uh, you know, when there's people out there that, uh, that can gain value out of uh, what you bring then yeah, we'll work something out. But, uh, but I'm not going to push you to that necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless there's an obvious real need there kind (laughs) of thing, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's what it is. It's, uh, it's all about uh, helping people to be uh, uh, successful. Everybody that uh, comes across my journey to help them overcome the stuff that's holding them back and, uh, and, and find out what it's like a pilot when you climb to altitude, For the first Mm -hmm. time, and I know the very first time I was at fifty-one thousand feet, Uh, where you look out and you can actually see—you're not in space yet. You don't mm -hmm. see stars, but the sky is much more navy blue than it is down here. You know where it's baby blue, and you can look out. And at fifty-one thousand feet, it's the first point when you look at the horizon and you Mm -hmm. can actually see a curvature in the horizon and stuff. And the first time that I saw that, it was like, wow. Well, you know what? In your in in the listener's vision. In what they're wanting to accomplish, what would it like to to see that in your journey, yeah. with what however that reflects you in what they want to do, and uh, and I'll tell you what, having lived my dream, well, I know what it feels like.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being here for joining us. Uh, God, wait, we still have four minutes left. I'm not getting rid of you yet. Okay, hold on. Okay, well, sounds good. I, no, I promise to the clock. I, I thought we were fa- like, we sound like we were summing up, and then I look. I'm like, I, it's 3:26. Um, I
0: promise not to go anywhere yet.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What else did you want to add? I'm sorry.
0: No, I, I was just going to say that is the critical point that a lot of people don't don't realize. You know, and it it in the old school thinking of you know 50 years ago you know, it it was more about sort of pointing fingers and telling people what to do in the midst of this and that and all this with the, with the environment that we're in, in today's world, mm-hmm. where it's much more unpredictable, rapidly changing. It's not just academic. It's not just the same every time you go into something, but do you have a sense? I'll just share one other kind of quick picture on this too, that, uh, I was actually flying this sim um, a few days ago and, uh, there's one fellow instructor that had been trained to just, you know, even with an engine failure, I just hit autopilot and just, you know, kind of because of his background. Well, when I was flying the sim, the guy that was acting as a co-pilot leaned up like this and he said it was right after the simulated engine failure. And I he said, you want the autopilot? And I said,
1: nope,
0: <laughs> not yet. And he said, oh. K, and he put his hand down and I, and I flew the airplane. And as it started to kind of, as I started to level it off at the altitude we we're going to be at and it was nice and stable, then I reached up and hit the autopilot on. But you know what? It, it's not just going with the rote academic things that so many people try to want to focus on. you got to get an idea as to what's the talent of your screen. What's the awareness? Because a lot of people, if you just click into, you know, academic scenarios and that's all, their thinking drops off. And they may not even be aware of when there's a very unique, you know, uh, um, symptom coming in or a factor coming in. And uh, you know, I shared on europe with neuroscience that the comfort zone is right back here in your cerebellum in your brain. And uh, if all if that's where you're going, and if that's or if that's what you're letting your team go to, you're not getting it done. And really, if you think about it, if you're asking real simplistic. you know, academic factoid questions, you're helping them just put it in their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is ask the real operational questions that really get them to think and process and get a sense of when this or that is right, you know, kind of thing. And on what basis would I say that? And uh, when you're talking about a challenging environment, those are some very key aspects that people kind of have to think about.
1: Got it. All right. Well, now it's time to go. So let's say goodbye to our friend, uh, okay. uh, Randy Swame, our coach here, bringing freedom to potential. Again, coachingforrelevance.com is the website. And uh, again, if they want to reach out to you, leave that voicemail. What's the number?
0: Uh, the the number is actually on my website. Uh, it's uh, 817-880-4749.
1: Perfect. All right. Sounds good.
0: And we'll look forward to seeing you again. And um, yeah
1: all right sounds good thank you again and to all of our listeners please stay tuned stay with us for the rest of the shows today in the meantime good having you back here in studio one with us we enjoy your presence randy have a great day and happy- well it's good to be here <laughs> <laughs> thank you as always <laughs> bye broadcasting from the business capital of the world this is the podcast business news network
0: And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.